I'm sure you've seen this headline or heard the story in the past few days. Headline reads, Texas University bans TikTok from school networks over security concerns. It's the University of Texas at Austin with well over 50,000 students as the latest institution to restrict use of the popular app over fears that data collected will be shared with the government of China. Our next guest says... It's not paranoia. It's a pleasure to say good morning and welcome to Professor Karen North from the School of Digital and Social Media at the University of Southern California's Annenberg School for Communications and Journalism. Professor North, Karen, good morning and welcome. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Well, it's good to have you with us. So why is banning TikTok on United States campuses not uh, an expression of paranoia? So... TikTok, I mean, you know, one thing we can think about for those of you who use TikTok and for those of you who know people who do Mm -hmm. is that it's incredibly compelling and engaging in large part because it's collecting so much data. It it is the model for data collection on personal um, information. So there are two things about college campuses, um, and it's very similar to the bans and, uh, you know, government-issued devices. Mm Mm-hmm. We all know that there are apps that will scrape data from our phones, our conversations, the documents, our search patterns, all of that. The question is, how much should we facilitate an app getting information from us that might be really you know, important or very confidential information? So for the governments that have banned it, you know, like state governments and the House of Representatives, there are confidential, not only conversations and documents, but also contacts and um, other, you know, information available, and maybe that shouldn't be on the same phone as, frankly, any of these social media devices or, you know, apps, but especially TikTok. And then the second piece of it is for the government and, oh, and also, you know, for universities, student records, student information, health and, you know, mental health information, financial information, um, any of that could be on somebody's phone. But the other thing is, if you think about how hackers work and they, you know, how do they hack, you know, systems or financial systems, they always have to find a way to get into our, you know, our network. Mm-hmm. How do you get into the computer network? And so it's the secure logins that give the hackers an opportunity to get in. And so what the universities have done, including Texas, is they haven't banned kids from putting TikTok on their phone, but it will not work on their servers. So you, if you if you if you log into the Wi-Fi, it cuts it off. And the sorry to be so long-winded. That's okay. The last the last piece of it is that TikTok is owned by a company called ByteDance, right. which is in China. And the, the the laws in China are if you ever download anything from another country or do business with somebody from another country, you should be aware of that business's laws, the laws of that country, because that's who they answer to. And the laws in China involve collecting and sharing data directly with non-aggregated, meaning individualized data, with the Chinese government. Right. So anything collected could be stored and archived and used by the Chinese government. To me, that's not okay. So now you talked about members of the United States House of Representatives, Karen, as being one group that does not use this platform any longer. Does that mean any U.S. congressman or woman does not have the app and is, frankly, disallowed from using TikTok at all? On government-issued phones. Uh Aha. 
Okay. So uh, now at the university level, what they they can't do that with with uh, individual students. But what they've done is ban it from their Wi-Fi services, uh, servers rather. But you know, st- you you're a professor. You you have college kids. Uh, do you deal with them every day? They're not dumb. They'll just go to data and access TikTok by bypassing Wi-Fi, won't they? That's exactly what they're doing. And um, and it, it, you know, here's the I think the universities attitude it's interesting in two respects one is that it's the university's responsibility to protect the secure information of the university sure we have all that like FERPA and you know all these laws that involve like student information must be kept secure and confidential so it it um you know exonerates them if anything happens it's like we did everything we could we do not even allow it on our wi-fi right right so um so there's that but the other thing is that i think it's the first time that people have actually taken notice of the dangers of TikTok's data collection. People have sort of talked about it as a matter of interest in the past, but when you start saying, you know, the House of Representatives, a whole bunch of state governments, you know, like governors have said it, and now Texas and, and Alabama and some other universities, it's like, you know, it's bad enough that people, that, you know, that you can't use our Wi-Fi. It at least lets kids know and let the rest of us know that it's a serious concern. Now, this uh, tech giant that owns TikTok, ByteDance, that you've identified already, uh, is very vehemently protesting almost too much uh, about how it's a <laughs> private outfit and, you know, we're, yeah. uh, we're a big business and this is what we do. But, of course, as you point out, ever so accurately, and we in Canada are paying a lot of attention to the insidious practices of the government of, Can- of China, uh, this uh, the government of China can compel any Chinese company need to share data literally uh, at a moment's notice. And individualized, not aggregated. So when we talked about having ByteDance, having a buyout from, um, by the way, the other, I I believe that 23andMe is partially owned by a Chinese company. And the thing that scares me is, sorry, handing over data to the government, non-aggregated. So when, when Google has our data, Google aggregates it. It's like I don't. They don't have you versus me. They have categories of data from categories of people to try to figure out, you know, how to com- how to make a more engaging engaging product. But the Chinese rules can involve individual, like data on you, data on me, and an archive of that. And you know, again, it's their country, their laws. Sure. So we, you know, we're sort of fascinated by the level of surveillance in China. China has face recognition all you know all over the place i i heard from a um somebody from china the other day that the standard the gold standard in china is that if the government wants to find somebody they can actually go from we want that person to having somebody walk up to that person in seven minutes Mm. because they have so much surveillance i don't know if that's true but anecdotally it's an interesting way to look at it they they can they know people's whereabouts and people live in that world you know and it's just as Americans, we're all about our – well, you guys too. Like, as North Americans, we're all about our civil liberties and our individual rights. Mm-hmm. And lot, there are countries that don't have – don't agree with us on that. So what about the uni- your school, the University of Southern California, legendary institution that it is? Are there, are, there, are there any bans on your campus yet, Karen? We do not have any bans, but we have a lot of concerns. Um, I, you know, the thing is that – I'll tell you the sad thing about – the taking action on TikTok <clears throat> is that it became very politicized during the Trump administration because 
the Trump administration tried to take, um, you know, a stand on it. And their issue was, let's just have a big American company buy it out. Mm-hmm. And when Walmart plus Microsoft, I think, was the team that was going to buy it out, the um, ByteDance was willing to sell as long as they maintained, um, you know, access to data. Right. And it's like, well, then, and then game over, like we didn't do it. So I, I think that we should all be concerned. I'm, you know, I kind of hope that my university does something. So it's a, it's a bad, you know, it's, I mean, for me, security is, you know, is an issue. So, you know, I, I worry about this and I hope that people take it seriously. Indeed. And I'm, I'm grateful for your time this morning and thanks ever so much. You're in our time zone and thank you ever so much for getting up early on a Sunday morning, Karen, to do this with us. It's a terribly important subject and I wonder how much the kids care. Uh, and ideally, oh, uh, it's, it's, and about, and it's about trying to get them to and you're right, they don't yet, do they? No, they don't. I mean, I have a kid in one of my classes who's majoring in cybersecurity and he gave a little report where he talked about how dangerous it was And then he said, but I just can't stop myself. I log in every day anyway. Wow. Karen North from the University of Southern California's Annenberg School for Communication and Journalism. Thanks ever so much for this. We'll talk again. I'm delighted to have found you. Oh, and I'm so delighted to have been found by you. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.